Hello, guys and gals. Thank you for listening and watching to another Broken English podcast. I am Bola Omodara. And I'm... this is. Well, I've already started to interrupt. So I'm just going to say, I'm here. Don't forget this right, folks. We'll, we'll polish it off. We're gonna. We're just going to introduce like a clip or a soundbite of us saying this, so that it doesn't seem like we overlap because we are. We'll get it professional we'll get it in every manner. One day we'll be professional. And speaking of professional conduct, um, Bola and I were just talking about this thing called uh, rap music, and uh, he was telling me all about how he's a very big fan of Busy Bone and Bone Thugs and Harmony. And by the way, this is something that's I'm... missing in our lives: Bone Thugs and Harmony, especially Busy Bone. Well, here's the thing: um, if Busy Bone ends up listening to this or watching this or anything like that, um. We had a conversation about 15 years ago. Maybe it was 14 years ago. It was, I think, 2005, 2006. You're very nice. Uh, maybe a little strange, but you were nice. <laughs> Still, you need to be, to be that kind of brilliant artist, you have to be a little bit strange. I don't know if you have to. I mean, when you write a um, song about money in a zip up, Ziploc bag and you find the art and the appreciation and stuff like that, you have to be a genius. So moving on, um, <laughs> nevertheless, one of the most underrated hip hop songs ever. So there's this article, which by the time um, you guys end up hearing this, it might be a bit, it's probably going to be a couple of weeks from now. So this will be old news, but I've just read this and Bola, I'm sure you haven't heard this, but the UK is to offer Hollywood actors and crew exemption from quarantine rules in order to get blockbusters and stuff filming again. Now, um, what it is, is the UK government is to exempt some leading US actors such as Tom Cruise and crew from his 14-day, sorry, from its 14-day travel quarantine to allow Hollywood blockbusters to resume production as soon as possible. Um... What are your thoughts on that? And the argument, just before you get into it, the argument that they are putting is because of the fact that um, when you are on a film set, it is such an isolated bubble whereby you don't have uh, much opportunity of people interacting with the outside world, per se, unless they choose to that they're sort of saying, well, in order to get business flowing again and in order to get this going as it should be again, we're going to knock open the doors there. Uh, with the US originally having the 14-day rule with regards to travel to the UK, they're going to be like, nah, if you're a big-name Hollywood actor, you and your entourage, we're going to waive that. Right. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I get it in one level. Um, it's an economic thing. Um, yes. I, I honestly, I don't, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of refraining from speaking from a gut reaction because what, what can you say about, what can I say about this exactly? Yeah. Fine. I'm not to be cheeky, but it's like, what can I say about this exactly? There's always it exempt. There's always been exemptions for certain kinds of people in all of this, right? Right, and I mean, from uh, 
an equality stance, it is not fair because of the fact that every human being should be considered the same, um, yeah. especially in regards to the potential of spreading disease. However, these names that are spearheading these projects um, are worth so much to so many that, again, it harkens back to your previous conversation about how... Uh, the virus will impact more than just ordinary life in one regard. But without these names, you don't have the film happening. Yeah. Because yeah. the film can't be banked. And if it can't be banked, if it can't be bankrolled, then it's not going to occur. I I'm just saying, like I said, I don't like to speak on these things until I kind of, I realize, or I know all the variables. But to me, it's like, if this can offset economic damage. Right and be very little of a public health issue i don't see the problem but like i said i'm only speaking from my limited vantage point here right <laughs> um there's probably more to it that i need you need to digest and by the way just up. just so everyone's clear um with bowler sneezing man he will be quarantined for a further 14 days he will not be leaving his house um no, I'm not going to get a Tom Cruise exemption to go to the UK or anything. No, not yet. So. Not yet. few years, few years. You'll get the exemptions you need. This is probably, it's probably something else that I've caught here. It's probably tuberculosis or smallpox. It's probably not Corona. Out here, I'm more likely to get those two. So, it's all right, folks. I mean, right, good. I, I don't know what to respond to that with. <laughs> okay. It's just my own personal battle your plight we'll talk about it in the next podcast but anyways going back going back to this to this to this news it's um honestly i've just i mean there's a reaction of me who goes all oh, these hollywood these hollywood people and their special status and celebrity yada 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 I, I get that point but it's an economic thing right yeah and with it being that it sort of makes it hard to argue with um on the grounds of it will open up so much in terms of commerce. Well, it, and at the same time, it's, um, what was I going to say? I mean, the, the whole travel thing, I've been a little bit, I've been really apprehensive about, I get it. I mean, obviously I get it. You have to. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody was watching the previous podcast, but remember when I warned you about my neighbor? Yeah. So that might come up in the podcast. So please don't freak out. It's not a, it's not a, this is just, it's normal if you hear any uh, rustling in the background, <laughs> but like I was saying, uh, travel is just one of those things you have to be cautious of, right? Because of the mass influx of people. But if you just have like a small, isolated bunch of people for economic reasons, right? And I can only see, think of this as economic, right? Then I can, I get it. Right, and I, I do too. Um, what, yeah, what can you really say? I don't know what film. What film are they? Were they making there, anyways? I think it was Mission Impossible Seven. Holy smokes! <laughs> so maybe you know what? I mean, I think I might want to backtrack. Nah, the Mission, Mission Impossible was a great. Yeah, I think great. I think it's a backtrack on that. <laughs> No, we love Mission Impossible. That's that. Love Mission Impossible. 
So what I also wanted to bring up was um, the the blurred lines that seem to they've existed since fiction has really come to to become an art, but uh, they they seem to be getting more and more hate filled. Um, I was reading an article today, and again, this kind of shows our audience. We don't always record it on one day, but if it's a podcast, you may be listening to this many, many months afterwards, or years, or whatever. But there's this actress, this voiceover actress, named uh, Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey plays a character in the video game The Last of Us 2. Have you ever played The Last of Us, Bowler? No, I... I, I, I kicking myself for missing out on it. I haven't had a console in a while and, and I've seen The Last of Us for the last couple of months and I'm like, man, I missed out. So The Last of Us, the first game, was superb. Yeah, I've heard it and I've seen clips in, of it. It looks like a really great game. I think it first uh, was on the PS3 and then I got it on the PS4 when they did a remastered version and uh, the sequel's just come out which has had yeah. a lot of mixed reviews. Yeah, there's I mean, controversy over that too. Right. But the thing about the game is, is it's such a well-told tale. I mean, I remember you referencing Metal Gear and how much you like those. Which I'm currently um, playing right now. Nice. Uh, but The Last of Us was, you know, it was the epitome of like The Walking Dead or something like that, brought into a really involved game. So the game was done exceptionally well. I mean, the story was told brilliantly. There were unexpected twists and turns. The soundtrack was amazing. I mean, we're talking about a real fucking cinematic experience. And so, right. gained a massive following. It's now going to become an HBO TV show. It wasn't the moon. Um, no. But they're going to make an HBO show out of it. They'd spoken right. about making it a film, but they've now spiraled it into becoming a show. But then you have um, this particular scenario that I'm talking about, which is this voiceover actress plays a character in the second game. Now, I haven't played the second game, and I'm not going to be giving away any spoilers because I deliberately avoided reading them myself. But as a result of her role as a voiceover actress reading a script in the sequel, she has received death threats. She's received hatred and vitriol, acting as if, the character is not the character, acting as if somehow this actor, this literally this reader, um, has some sort of a controlling stake. And it, it baffles me. The blurred lines between actors and their roles and the way the public perceive them. Well, what was she getting death threats for? Apparently, the character does some stuff within the, the game, which sends the tale in a certain direction, etc., etc. So there are people threatening her life because of what, quote unquote, she did. But she's literally just a narrator. Yeah, she's just... I, I, sorry, I must have missed all of that. It's kind of... it's. So you have a group of people who are sending her death threats because... Apparently, it's a pretty comprehensive one as well. Like, a pretty comprehensive amount of people doing this. I would imagine there's always certain... There's always going to be a certain... There's always going to... Especially with something that big and has a big fan base, there's just going to be a certain percentage of kooky people that, that are on the extreme spectrum of things. 
Right. But what are your um, thoughts on the way that the public perceive actors and the way that public perceive performers in terms of the way they respond with such um, delusion? I think the way we per- I think the way we perceive actors and actresses are it's pretty warped. Like I don't. And speaking as somebody who loves the art itself, right? But it's turned into something of a idolizing of of another human being for very questionable reasons right our perceptions of it our perceptions of them are pretty warped there's some it's like there's some sort of authority figure or something like that mm-hmm. like all of a sudden because this person i don't know why it's like a, it's a weird psychological thing where because these people are on this screen and they're there that they somehow are these large in the life figures or these almost divine entities that you have to bow down to and worship. It's, it's a, I think it's a pretty bizarre spectacle. It, it's always been something that struck me as extremely odd when people can't seem to just really rationalize the truth is, is it's, it's just another person. They go through everything yeah. you go through. They happen to have had the uh, good fortune to be able to be paid a lot to read words and emulate feelings. I think um, it, yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. This. I don't want to. Uh, like I said, I don't want to cut. I don't want to disparage what they do. But it's just does it. What the level of attention that we give to them. It it just seems. It just seems uh, out of proportion. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, you've acted. I've acted. It's great i get the appreciate i have i have there's i get i appreciate the art and the act especially the ones that like like leonardo DiCaprio. i think is like for example is a brilliant brilliant actor right well he had the privilege of meeting me so he's gotten you know bucket list type stuff he's managed that uh, i'm pretty sure things his career was just did a 180 at that point and that's when things just started going up after he met you i i know that i'm not going to take the credit you don't have to, but we do have on record that had did happen. <laughs> that being said, it's like he is, after all, at the end of the day, just another human being. Precisely. Right. And the level of attention, the level of attention that we we've we this we've given to these people is pretty bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Among, among other types of people that we've given attention to. But in regards to this film, this actress getting death threats, it's just, it's, it's kind of stupid. If you're going to send death threats, send death threats to the, the producers, the writers of the film. She's just, she's just reading a script. She has nothing to do with the story. She's just it's a just, mouthpiece for somebody else's words. And I mean, my, it just puzzles me how people can have in front of their face, for example, a title card at the beginning of a film saying or a game even games have this written by right and then not go was this written yeah is this fiction yeah voiceover actor credit to her 
uh, actor credits in, etc. It's it's a clear delineation of what it is. And then to turn around and, and send death threats because of the way a story played out? Like, she didn't have any role within that. She didn't go, oh, okay, well, you know, I think the character should do this or do that. And if she did, it was just input that they did or didn't accept. So they're imagining she's just like, in there in the voiceover studio going, you know what, I'm going to just change this whole scene here. You know what? <laughs> this whole second act, I'm not... I'm yeah, not, not... It doesn't work for me. Right here. <laughs> I don't know... I don't know if it's me. Does it seem like... I don't know if it's me or does it seem like it, people seem to be getting more and more insane with their opinions and the things they, they put their passion into. Because... With I like I said I I wish I I really wish I caught on to the the to the Last of Us when it first came out so I have more of a better understanding of it. Uh, I just I'm just jump literally jumping into this, jumping into that whole series at this in this year. I don't even I think I've only even heard of it this year. I checked right. the reviews the other the, the other day. I was going through the reviews on uh, YouTube the other day, and half of them were insane. I mean, it was just like I couldn't watch most of them because it was just. I get, I know you have a strong opinion, but but to me, for me, it was just un, most of them were unmatchable because I couldn't find somebody who can, any reviewer that was speaking from a calm, clear place. It was almost as if, you know, the government broke into their house and, you know, violated, violated their, like just violated every everything. <laughs> Violate every aspect of their lives and their family or something like that and burn the house down and and whatever it just it it just seemed like it was an there's just this level of extremism it seems like if there's a level of extremism that tinges everything these days but i like i said i just couldn't watch most of them because they were just it was like just like a rabid dog chewing on a corpse i think What's really hard to rationalize is just both you and I write, both you and I get involved with these things. And I've told you before, and I'll tell our audience as well, I don't write for our audience. I don't care what you think. I'm writing it because I'm deciding to create some art. And I do hope that it will be enjoyed. I do hope that it will be entertaining. But there isn't a motive behind it in terms of I'm not going to try and sway someone politically or with any sort of view. These are characters in a world I've created. I haven't created it to appease and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And people attribute to something that is written a level of scrutiny that they wouldn't in just an anecdotal story from their friend. So if I said to you, oh, Bola, this happened, that happened, da 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 you're not going to take the same level of scrutiny that you will if you read it. Or if you watch it, if you watch it, you'll just be like, oh, oh, no, 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 shouldn't have done that because that character wouldn't have done that, etc. It's just fiction. It's just, it's, that's it. People do get attached. We've seen this. Are you a Star Wars fan? Are you a Star Wars fan? I'm not, not. I mean, I'm not familiar enough with the world. I mean, I, I know of it. I've watched all the movies and I'm familiar with it, but I'm not, I wouldn't call myself, you know, a fanatic. I'm not. I'm just not that type of person when it comes to that film, but you've seen, I've seen those people and they, and it's almost like watching, you know, a religious extremist state their opinion. Uh, I, I'm not being, and I'm not, that's not hyperbole. No, no, I understand. I've seen it. That's just like, 
I get, I understand that you, this is a world and the story that you love, but you're not being rational. <laughs> you're not being rational here, right? Right. Because I mean, the level of attachment you have to it is unhealthy. And there's also the idea that um, anything that's written with enough breadth and enough, and enough depth, um, the author tends to lose sight of it. So, for example, if you've written 20 volumes or something, you might not remember that character one happened to actually be having a gold sign on his lapel or happened to have the pocket watch in his right pocket in right. episode 25. Some things got, <laughs> yeah, some things will get lost at, at that certain point, right? But there are people that scrutinize things to the degree of going, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, always I, has I, I it in the right pocket. You put it in the left. You don't give a shit about this story. You're an asshole. Why have you done this? <laughs> I get it. I understand. I do get it. There are some things that are near and dear to me. And I, maybe in the past I've reacted in a certain way. Uh, when, it, for example, if I hear there's a remake being made of it or they're doing this and that with it. And there's and you've seen a lot of this stuff happen recently, especially with remakes and reboots, right? Where right. somebody's ethnicity's changed or the gender's changed or something like that. And there's this violent reaction to it. I remember one of the best comments I saw on a... One of the best comments I saw like on a Star Wars clip was like... Uh, was. Uh, on YouTube, I believe it was like, nobody hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. And it just, that, that, that comment was wrong. So true. It just, it just resonated with me a lot because it's, it's like, it can't please. And you just doesn't seem like you can please those people too. Right. It's like, they just hate everything that that's being done with the series. Right. Even from the original creator of it. Yeah, I mean, the amount of flack I, that George Lucas uh, received on it. I don't know. I was like, I kind of asked, so what do you folks want? I think what they want is, uh, it's kind of like the argument with an album or with uh, a comedy stand-up special, etc. People see a certain caliber. People see a certain quality. And... Uh... And they always harken back. No, 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 no. It has to be the ex it has to resemble the way you made me feel here. It has to resemble the vibe yeah. you created here, etc. Um, what was it? There was a Jay Z quote on uh, on to the next one. Or yeah, it was on to the next one. The story of OJ was a great song, by the way. That was, <laughs> but that's kind of a tangent. <laughs> I listened to that last night, by the way. <laughs> it's such a great. That that is, I really like four four four, but on on to the next one. He's basically going, if you want my old shit, buy my old album. <laughs> I I, I kind of get it because it's like it's like me back in the day when I was incensed. Like anything after Terminator Two, I, I would just make my blood rise. Right, it, I get it. You know, it's something that you it's a it's a series, it's a it's a world, it's a movie, it's a characters that you just love, and then you just and you see it one film after another, like, ugh. I, it's hard for me to say as a, cause I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm not a star Wars person, right? I do. I've, I've adored the films here and there. Right. But I'm not connected to it. Like that probably the person next to me in the theater is. So it's hard for me 
to 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 relate to a lot of that stuff but i don't know it just seems like you just it's it's hard to please that crowd i think that um i mean the only time i actually had something similar to that in terms of disappointment was game of thrones mm-hmm. and i think right. but you weren't saying sending, you weren't sending death threats though that's my point right that's the point. and i wasn't signing the petition either you maybe might have punched a neighbor or something like that, but you weren't sending death. Yeah, but I don't like my neighbor. So, <laughs> but but no, the point being is, um, with Game of Thrones, I'd spent several seasons watching it, enjoying it, thinking this is the best television show that's ever come to pass. Homeland. Great. Homeland is really far up there. Um, I haven't seen the most recent two seasons. I think it is. I think the last it is. two. You've seen the whole thing? Yeah. Okay, don't tell me anything, because that's something I love as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the thing with Game of Thrones was, and you'll notice this when you finally do see it, the first seven seasons are stellar. Tell a lie. First six are stellar, seventh season's really good. Feels like it's leading up to something. And then the eighth and final season, there are hints of perfection. And then it just crashes. But once it was done, I thought, right. okay, number one, you've failed. <laughs> In <laughs> terms of the writers and the producers had failed. And I thought all of that. I've heard. But I, it would never dawn on me, A, to do what they did in terms of people signing a petition for them to redo it. That's not how art and this industry works. Yeah, it just seems like it's just so, when I see that kind of stuff, it's just embarrassing because it's, as a human being, it's like, is this where you're, you know, there's like so many things going on in the world that are horribly going, like horrible. And I know the amount of energy it takes to go out, create a petition and sign it and get all these people, get all these signatures. And I just think... It, I, I just mean, think it was it, online. It was online. So. I guess it was online. Yeah. But it, it, but the end, but the thing is, and you know the energy behind it. And it just seems like a complete waste of energy. Yeah. But I mean, the main thing is, is irrespective of that right so there's this petition i didn't sign the petition a couple of million people actually did people were really disappointed with it but i am certain if uh, this voiceover actress received death threats then you're gonna have the producers and writers of this one receive the same thing and it's a work of fiction it's a work of fiction it's a work of fiction that you didn't like sorry <laughs> move on um, it's a character twist you didn't like. Sorry, move on. You don't threaten someone's life. I mean, the only way, and I, again, I don't think I can... Saying I can understand this is really doing my feelings an injustice. I, the only way I can sort of tolerate the idiocy behind it is if it's sort of a prepubescent... or Sorry, a pubescent teen doing it. But if it's anyone above the age of, you know... 18 I, I i'm going to assume that like i said with anything like this you're gonna have a certain small percentage of people who just go overboard and i think it just comes with the territory when it comes when it comes to things like this um I, it's still it's still don't get me wrong it's still kind of shocking when something like that comes at you right but it's i just know in this game the entertainment biz 
these things there's just going to be certain kinds of people that come along with it right so i'm going to do um everyone that's listening to this a favor or anyone that happens to be viewing this and if you are you're seeing both mine and bola's beautiful visages and you're welcome um here's here's a little bit of an explanation here's how uh all fiction works a human being decides on the story they tell a story they tell a story well for some people and not well for other people it's not your right to threaten their life because you didn't like the story it's not your right to threaten an actor because he didn't like the story it's not your right to threat sorry to lie it's your right but you're a prick if you do <laughs> you know don't do this i think it's not, i don't think it is a right i believe that is we have laws against those kinds of things. I meant it's a right in terms of the idea of the freedom of speech, etc. I mean, right. yes, right. I, I don't mean it's a right in terms of... You have the right to talk shit. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't threaten someone. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, just, it's just... It's, it's so tacky. It's so tacky. Like, it, like, it shows a lot more about you than anything else. But it's, 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 it is kind of bizarre how that game has been so polarizing, but it just it does bring up a big question to me. It just... Uh, Oh, they're just people are just getting crazier and crazier. But it, it sort of goes a step further than that because I think to myself, all right, I get you're in some way deranged to believe that this thing that, that she plays a role in it, it for real. But you are holding a piece of plastic with buttons on it and these thumb-related joysticks, there has to be a point where you start to separate the idea that this is an otherworldly, godlike uh, gift that you've been given, and it's just a creation. There has to be that. And you see, like, for example, you see different actors in other realms and, and other scopes that have played a bad guy or have played someone, an anti-hero or, or whatever, on a TV show. And them getting assaulted, or them getting threatened, or them getting all this stuff given them to given to them in public, and it's sort of really. It, it, this is actually this brings up a good subject. It's like we do that as human beings. It's like it's even I even see it in myself. It's like we do this thing where we we like something so much that we just identify with it. It's literally identify with it, and it's it's really remarkable. That you can identify, you can just see something, and then you start to attach yourself to it. Right, fascinating, isn't it? Right, it is. Um, disturbing, I'd say, but <laughs> no. But we we all do it. That's is, this is the thing. We're all doing it, right? And it's it just made it just I just that just came to my head right now because this has been a topic I've been kind of paying attention to a lot. Just to, this kind of behavior, and it's like, yeah, we. It's bizarre when you think about it, where we just cease, we just identify with things, sports teams, nations, ethnicities, but even things that are created, like, yeah, books, uh, music, artists, we just seem to do this thing where it's like we, 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 we appreciate it, but then we go on another level where we start to attach ourselves to it. And that's where the unhealthy part comes. Though the question is, I'm asking myself, is this getting worse? And I think that's a valid question to ask. I think the other curiosity with that happens to be when you... Uh, people often make the comparison and go, 
the only reason you feel like it's getting worse now, worse now is because of the exposure that we have to it. The fact that we hear about these threats, the fact that we hear about these incensed responses, the fact that people are able to mobilise and get together to come up with um, a petition online, etc. And it's whether or not that did or did not in actual fact happen beforehand. And that's very hard to quantify and understand. Yeah, it's this is, this is why I ask, is it getting worse or is it just because of the proliferation of information right now? Is it just because of just getting more information it may well be it might probably it's probably i will i would think it's probably more of that but sometimes it's just it kind of blows my mind in terms of what people are outraged about right that makes me want to question that it's like (laughs) does this is what makes me ask that question right and i mean I still want to get The Last of Us 2. <laughs> I feel like I should play the first one. You should. I it's a, I mean, it's a continuation. Yeah. Because I feel like if I'm jumping into the second one, it's I'm not going to have the same. Well, obviously, I'm not going to. It's going to be hard for me to follow the story and be a, as immersed in it because I don't want to wear these characters. It's the investment. It's the investment. It's like you talking about Homeland. If you go into Homeland on season two. You missed out yeah. on the first 12 hours worth of season yeah. one. And yeah. uh, that makes a difference. So I figure when the PS5 comes out, I'll probably be able to buy it two years later. Because I won't be able to buy it anywhere for a while. So after that, I'll, I'll be able to invest some time into it. It extends to what we were speaking about with regards to films and other projects that last the test of time. I played The Last of Us... Um, Four or five years after it came out. Oh, yeah, that's the thing too, though. Playing it, it might be hard to get into it because visually it might be so outdated. I mean, you say that, but then again, one of the biggest trends of the past few years has been retro gaming. True. I haven't. The idea of your pixelate. I haven't got got into retro gaming, to be honest, myself. I haven't, but I know that it has become extremely popular again. But aren't those just like, when you say retro gaming, are you talking about remakes of retro, like two? No, I'm talking about current games on things like a smartphone or on even more sophisticated devices like a Nintendo Switch or a PS4, um, which have a simplified feel and a very simple way that the game is played. Kind of harkening back to your classic oh. Mario versions whereby you jump and you hit a brick. The platform right. type games. The classic platformer kind of type games. Simple graphics, simple gameplay, good game, because yeah. it falls into those categories. And I think the reason why a game like The Last of Us, etc. will still stand up if you play it a few years from now for the first time is because it's a well-told story. Right. right. Unless, of course, you're one of those crazy fans that thinks it wasn't a well-told story, in which case, I guess uh, I'll be hearing from you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, I, I would love to see those letters i'm curious about what 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 exactly is going on i mean um yeah in no way do i want to belittle what this lady is experiencing and what other people of um a similar ilk have gone through with regards to the way people react but i am curious as to how they structure it you know how dare you what 
I'm like I said, I'm gonna re I'm reserving the I'm reserving judgment because I think with these things it's just those kinds of extremes are just a small percentage of the audience. And they're just you're gonna always find those people. It's a loud few. It's a loud few, I know, but you don't want it to clout. I mean, if you want to talk about this game and this actress, and more, she's probably getting all the heat from just the people who just didn't like the story and where it, where it was taken. Like I said, I think not to give. I don't. I don't think I'm giving too much away here. Where it's like you know, you're not even playing as the main character from the first one, right? Uh, no, I don't think you are. Yeah, and I think there was like they were mad. People were pissed off about that. And the, the fact is, it's a woman, too, and then there's all that part, and then there's all that stuff. So, I, I'm just saying, it's like, man, it's like, <laughs> these guys just need to calm down. I get it. I get I get, I get, get it when you're, you know, you're, you're really into something, and, um, and maybe you've maybe you've seen it you you've you've seen the follow up of it not really treated well but i don't know i just i don't i haven't played the game right. I wish i can say fair enough I just wish i can talk more about i wish i can dive into it more but until i play it we'll, we'll have to do this podcast a, couple, a year another follow up to this after i played it god i hope i've beaten metal gear by that point <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. By the way, speaking but of game remakes, Resident Evil Two, spectacular. I think I've played it. You never played it? No. Never played the original, right? I think I played the original, but I never owned it, so I didn't play it that much. Well, you know how I feel about reboots and remakes, but damn, this is it. And three, two, really good. Fantastic. So what have you been watching lately? What have I been watching? Oh, I just wrapped up watching The Naked Director. It's that it's that one I told you about. It's about this uh, Japanese porn director. For it's like it's set in the eighties, and it's a whole. Uh, it's a it's not a movie. It's a it's an actual uh, series, right? It's only in one season right now, but I thought it was. I, I really I think it was a really interesting story. It's just this quirky. It's this quirky show about this guy who just goes from a regular guy and he turns into a porn director, and you just see and then you just see him getting to that whole world and then him going through it. But I think it's just what? really well done. What's it on? It's on Netflix. Oh, it is on Netflix. Yeah, it's a Netflix original show. It's a Japanese. It's Japanese, um, but it's a Netflix original show on uh, Netflix. I don't know the the whole history of it. I don't know where it originated from or what what the production started from, but it's a Netflix original and but it's entirely set in well most most it's entirely Japanese you can just tell it's not done by an American uh right uh it's not it's not done from an American side. It's done from a Japanese uh production. Japanese uh -huh. writers and all that stuff, but I really like. I really enjoyed it. It's got a lot of interesting characters, and the story is just. I think maybe the last few episodes, the last two episodes, but I enjoyed it for the most part. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen um? I had never seen the former versions, but have you ever seen Unsolved Mysteries? I just saw that come up after I finished watching The Naked Director, and then I'm like, oh, so. They're bringing back Unsolved Mysteries. 
It's I used to watch that show back in the day. I I never saw it. I never saw it. It always fucking creeped the hell out of me. Like especially when that damn theme song started playing in the beginning too. Oh my. Yeah, I I never saw the originals. Oh, you never um, saw the originals. No, I've seen the most I've seen two of the Netflix show. And um it's done well. It's done interestingly. Um I don't know whether I'll continue or not. Like it's it's an interesting show. Um But yeah, are you, are you buying any of the scenarios that they're, that they're uh, talking about? Yeah, yeah, they seem yeah. plausible. Like the first one speaks about uh a man that went missing and then he was discovered and it was presumed to be a suicide. But nothing adds up in terms of it having been that way. So for example, the uh the forensic examiners left the case undetermined while the police decided the case was closed as being a suicide. Right. Um and the, one of the well, one of the many reasons why they ruled it to be undetermined was because of basically he had fallen through uh a racquetball court's base. Um, there was a hotel and there's a parking lot and he had fallen through presumably from the top of the hotel through the racquetball court floor and then through the bottom of uh, that room there and so he was discovered with a variety of fractures which weren't conducive to him being able to do it himself and the fall not just that there were also a bunch of items that he had on his person such as a cell phone such as some glasses etc that remained intact hmm now if he had done that or even if he were thrown right they wouldn't remain intact things would shatter things would break things would get tarnished hmm. so it's interesting i'll see where it goes um my girlfriend also put on this other show which was more disturbing stuff which was athlete a have you heard of that one which one athlete a athlete a no oh that's oh, um, wait 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 i've seen it yeah but i don't know what it's about the larry nasa stuff not familiar with it the basically the usa gymnastics doctor that um abused his uh his athletes oh yeah this this is he's the guy this happened not too long ago I think he was convicted within the past two years. Yeah, this was not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about yeah. that. And it's about oh. how they were trying their best to bring attention to what was going on. And then an internal review somehow didn't escalate it to the police. What's that about? I mean, basically, it's the whole argument of uh, company versus people's rights. You know, if we don't report it, didn't happen, we can continue as normal. Everything's fine. If we do report it, scandal, everything shuts down, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. <laughs> There's so many. Now, now, bear in mind, he's been convicted. So on that part, we're completely scot-free in what we say. But I'm going to say allegedly in the way that it was handled. Allegedly. allegedly. But everything adds up to be that. So... 
so many of these things it's like i i wouldn't believe probably a few years ago i would have i wouldn't have believed many of these things many of these conspiracy things but when i from everything i've seen in recently it's starting to make me rethink a lot of things for example what i recently started watching was who shot malcolm x Okay. And it just brings up some certain things that, like, you know, that makes me start to question now the common narrative, right, about it all. I'm not saying I'm not saying 100%. I'm not I agree with it, but it makes me start to question the, the common narrative that we have with it. Right. I don't know how much I would equate that, though, with stuff like the Larry Nasser stuff and Athlete A and all these other things. I wouldn't call those conspiracies. Because those seem pretty transparent. But I think that it is important to have a healthy amount of skepticism with regards to certain things if things don't add up. Yeah. Um, It's just... We've been talking for a long time about this, and I'm sure the world has as well, about the whole Epstein thing and all that. And now you've got... um, How do you pronounce her name? Is it Gilan? Gilan? Gilan. Let's just call. It, it's not even spelt. I'm not. I'm not sure what the origins of the name. It's not even when you, it, when you even read it, it doesn't even sound like that. But the whole idea that now with her going under, there might be stuff to do with the royal family in England and da 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 da. da and... Oh. oh god! Yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> no, please don't get me started on that. Well, I mean, I think we don't want to veer off too much here, but with that with her it's like I mean, you gotta pay close attention to what happens there because there's a lot going on there right there's a lot going on there right because she she was just as countable as he was right well and then there's also um i think there were some things to do with trump saying how uh he didn't really know her and all these other things and then it's like photo 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 no i never I barely know the woman. Never met the woman. Yeah, of course. Of course you don't. Yep, I believe you. I wanna, like I said, I don't want to veer off into that tangent, but keep an eye out on that whole case because it's going to be whatever happens will be very eye-opening. And it kind of shows in the whole Prince Andrew thing, it's like to me, it's like I always ask myself, if this, if that was just a regular guy, would he even be in jail at this point? Oh, if it, if it was just a normal person right now, I'm sure the UK government would have kicked him out. He would have been extradited right away. Boom, deal with him. No, no. So, uh, you know what? That's not, I don't even have to go that far down. Let's just say if he wasn't essentially part of the royal family, he was just maybe another famous person. Would he be in jail by now? I think he would. If he wasn't part of the royal family, he would have been in jail by now. Or at least, you know, on a sketch of a trial the likelihood of it is far greater if he wasn't part of the royal family yeah yeah it's just very telling when it comes to all of that yeah so um what i was going to say is when are we going to see and i'm i'm involving our audience as well when am i going to get these screenplays that's a good question hmm (laughs) When I and all I can see is when when I see them, you'll see them. This is good as it gets. 
right? Because what people don't really understand, what the audience doesn't really because know. Because I can't is... show it to you if you're not if it's not on uh, if it's not on the screen somewhere or on the piece of paper, you know. What people don't understand is Bowler's very talented, but he isn't as. That's what he's trying to say. Undisciplined. I didn't say it. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> they will come. They will come. They uh. were putting me on the spot in front of the whole world there. Broken English Productions. Well, Broken English Films Productions. Um, we're always trying to make sure that we get as many things there as possible. And also, as you know... We're doing this in a recorded form. This isn't live. So if you want me to take that out, I can take that out. <laughs> it's gold. We we only produce gold. So when these things are finally written, there's a reference to them somewhere somewhere out here. Precisely in history, there'll be this mark there. This will this will be this will be the this will be the start of the Wikipedia article on the uh, production side of it. Precisely, because the thing is as well. I want to start because the things you've told me, and again, I'm not getting into any depth in terms of what you are working on, which sounds pretty fucking good, but I'm not going to get into it. But I want to get into the whole thing of designing the material and actually designing the shots because I've been watching a lot in terms of uh, how they do car chases and some of the classic things there. And the amount of work in order to coordinate that and make that run smoothly. Yeah. Yes. And we're That's very a... capable with that. Uh, so it's just all about. Yeah, precisely. But it all starts with a piece of paper with words on it, which you can tell someone how appalled and how upset you are with it by just basically threatening their lives. <laughs> <laughs> do, do I can't, like the whole I can't wait, I can't wait to get that. I can't wait to be that famous. <laughs> I, I somebody's just, thinking about stabbing me after after watching a film I made or or, or whatever. I I don't aspire to ever be. I that. think that's when you know you made it. <laughs> My standards and your standards seem to be very very different. If your standard happens to be, you know, I know I've made it. Not when uh, I've done something I'm proud of and and it's gotten some accolades or anything like that. When the viewer's contemplating your murder, I think you've made it. <laughs> I mean, again, again, different strokes for different folks. You know, whatever you need for it to be your sense of accomplishment, such as being threatened to be stabbed. Um, the Last of Us Part 3, starring Busy Bone. <laughs> and Daniel Day-Lewis. Bring him out of retirement. Yeah, well. Have you listened to Mike Snow yet? No, because somebody my, I'm listening to my I have to listen to my cousin's album. Actually, he just called me during the podcast. Actually, <laughs> so I have to listen to his podcast. His sorry, his album first before I listen to uh, Mike Snow. Is this the Afrobeat one? Yeah. So he's cool. got another album coming out. And he wants me to listen to his album, uh, listen to his album, and see if any ideas come for uh, videos or something like that fantastic I'll, I'll get to it i'll get to it after all right no i just i think you'll like it or all right maybe you'll like it it's no I'll busy bone it's no busy bone no 
And again, please, busy, please don't don't email us or give us any harassment. We're if, not you, if, you, if you're listening, busy yeah. bone, we would like to have you on an episode of the podcast to talk about your favorite films. And you can say the words East 99 as many times as you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, it'll just be Boys in the Hood from 1 to 4. <laughs> Probably some obscure, obscure <laughs> things. And I mean, a couple of them more, probably won't be even a movie. I think that um, Busy Bone's probably a big fan of Swedish art house cinema. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I was thinking he was probably more into Norwegian uh, slasher films. No, 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 no. How, how could you be so off to say he'd be into Norwegian slasher films? I mean, are you even thinking about this? Yeah, I didn't put much thought into that. I just kind of, no, just kind no, 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 no. That, that is classic lazy bone. <laughs> Not busy, lazy. He probably like the human centipede. I think you'll be into that. No, I believe that was, uh, was his name Flesh Bone or Flesh and Bone? Oh. Was he part of both of them? I can't remember the other dudes. No, he was part of the greater group. Because there was Bone Thugs and Harmony, and then, uh, it escapes me now. But there was like, there was Bone Thugs, and then there was, I think, I think it was Flesh Bone, or Flesh and Bone. And then... <laughs> Man, that... They, I guess they must have taken the flesh off those bones, huh? See what I did there. Okay, and then and that note, folks, <laughs> we thank you again for listening or watching this podcast. We 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 will, we've enjoyed talking about all these topics, and I hope you guys have too. And as you know, plenty more to come. And. If you have any input um, to give us on what you think of the podcast, uh, frankly, we're not interested. So thank you for it. Please reserve it. Um, nope. With that being said, remember to take off the comments. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all in all seriousness, um, we hope you're enjoying this, and we are going to continue to do this and improve this again. Bolo and I haven't been doing the podcast in part very long. We've been doing stuff to do with broken English films for very long. But um, you'll see a lot of big changes fast. And hopefully you enjoy them. Stay tuned to the website. Stay tuned to the social media channels. And without further ado. And stay tuned. Definitely stay tuned for the videos that we're going to be creating. Lots of productions to come. 2021, 2022 and every year after. Be there. We'll keep you happy at least for a, a good 10 minutes if you're two hour long. Until the death threats come. And on, on that note, sayonara, folks. Hasta luego. <laughs>